Founders Brewing Company has found a way to make an IPA you can enjoy anytime that's perfect for any occasion with their all-day IPA. At 4.7 ABV, you can still taste the hops, of course, but it's the complex array of malts and grains that make all-day IPA a beer that will grab your attention. That full flavor and low ABV is what continues to make it a staple in my fridge. Look for Founders in your favorite beer store or check out their full line of beer at foundersbrewing.com. Founders Brewing Company, born and brewed in Michigan since 1997. At Speedway, no thirst goes unquenched, and that includes yours. Right now, any size Speedy Freeze or fountain drink is only 99 cents. Find your nearest Speedway at speedway.com slash locations. Speedway, summer happens here. Excludes maximum Speedy Freeze or fountain drink. Hey guys, if you enjoy this episode, please support this podcast by going to talkmurder.com slash join and becoming a Talco Supremo. Unless you live under a rock or on the North Sentinel Island, you've seen this movie or at least can reference it from this iconic line. You like scary movies? Uh Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? For us 30-somethings, we definitely remember the 1996 release of this instant cult classic, Scream, and how it caused 16-year-old babysitters across the nation to go on strike demanding fresher cookies and an increase in pizza delivery money. Well, maybe that didn't happen, but what this blockbuster did cause was far more sinister. Armed with a video camera and a few knives, we ride backseat with two troubled teens who are hell-bent on creating their own horror classic. Hey guys, welcome back to Talk Murder to Me. We're here tonight on Taco Thursday, which is actually Wednesday. Tell us what's in the drink, Jen. All right. So this is a blueberry scream. I'm actually renaming it the blue raspberry scream because uh, it called for blueberry schnapps, but we only had raspberry and UV blue. So I mixed those together. I feel like that would equal blueberry blueberry schnapps. Uh, It also calls for vodka as well, just regular vodka. Um, A splash of whiskey sour mix, but then I just felt like it really needed something else, so I put some Sprite in there as well. It tastes like one of those freezer pops. Yes! Those are my favorite. Maybe I should savor this and enjoy it. That is what it tastes like. It's like the ones that should be in the little tube. Like frozen. the ones they have yes, in Charleston. That, yeah. that, that, or like, the cut your, liquor pops. Yeah, or the um, the Mondo drinks, the blue ones. Mondo drinks. And the little plastic bottles. It was like a 90s thing. And they yeah, had a top Mondo. That you took, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh. You took the top off. Oh, speaking of 90s, guys, I had <gasps> big news. I know what you're going to say. Okay, so they're reopening Discovery Zone. Actually, that's not what I was going to say. Oh, what were you going to say? Dunkaroos are going to come back. Yes, I heard this, and I heard they're making Dunkaroo Oreos. Dunkaroos were the best things ever. You know what would be the best situation in the 90s ever? Huh? They bring back colored ketchup? (laughs) That was like early 2000s. No, was it? Yeah. All right. The purple and the green, it was gross. I know. I had the green. I think it sat in our refrigerator for literally like seven years before my family was like, we need to get rid of this because no one ever eats it. It ain't right. It Uh, just ain't right. Yeah, it was very strange. 
Yes. So the best situation for a 90s kid would definitely be sitting at Discovery Zone while snacking on your Dunkaroos and your Mondo drinks before you go through the obstacle course and celebrate by sliding down the roller slides. So the hint tonight was Scream. The movie Scream. I do like that movie. I've never seen it. What? I know. But is that where Courtney Cox and David Arquette met? Yes. It's a great movie. Like, that's a... It's not terribly scary. It's funny scary. I've seen Scary Movie, which I know they base yeah. some of it off of Scream. I like all the Scream movies. I think we should make that a priority this coming October. Well, um, those are not on my scratch list. You don't like horror list. movies. I do like Scream, though. All right. So where are we going and who are we killing tonight? Nicole? So I think it's a similar premise where... A girl is stalked by a killer who killed her mom. I think that's the premise of the story. For some reason, my brain is saying Kansas. Mm. Don't ask me why, because I've never seen Scream. But I'd like to think that maybe it was just someone that wore a mask and was, like, killing people. And that's why they went to Scream. Or maybe the victims, like, screamed. Which is actually kind of morbid as a guess, but... Also not unaccurate, maybe? I think it's inaccurate. Yeah, that's what I said. Inaccurate. No, I'm pretty sure he said inaccurate, plus it's on recording, so I can always just go back and check. <laughs> you know, you don't have to be a dick to me, John. <laughs> Why don't you go read and... a poem? <laughs> and shall we do some surprise shots? I guess so. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are, because they're a surprise. Kahlua. It's the Godiva. And... That was good. Yeah, it was. And whiskey. Um, False. That is our Bailey's chocolate version of Irish cream with the praline. Oh, I thought it was Godiva Bailey's. Was it Godiva Bailey's? I don't know. It's chocolate flavored and so is Godiva, right? Godiva's yeah. chocolate? Yeah, that's what I said. I said, I got half of it, right? Well, I don't know if it's Godiva chocolate or just chocolate. You gotta be specific. It was Godiva. Because oh, it's well. a gold fancy bottle. Oh, whatever. I mean, it's Irish. Speaking of Irish, guys. Irish guys? Perhaps. You mean alcoholics? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That joke Dir- did not sit well with me, sir. Directionally accurate. <laughs> uh, a couple of things. Number one, I ordered a new shirt for the upcoming Greenville show, which is on the 15th of February. Excellent. It's uh, it's a baseball tee. Nice. With uh, the Kelly Green sleeves. And I know the poll was very close. I put up on my Jen Collins Facebook page. I think it's still open for a couple of days. And I think it was very close with the green um but I versus the gray with the red sleeves, and maybe I'll order one of those once I get paid again next week. Yeah, but um, for right now, I'm sorry. I went with the green, so sorry to y'all who voted for the other one. All right, Nicole. So tonight we are going to somewhere where it is illegal for a person to fish while they are riding the back of a camel. <laughs> Egypt. <What? laughs> 
We're also going. No. <laughs> I love I love laws like this and rules like this. It's like from How I Met Your Mother. Like rules don't exist unless somebody has actually done it before. Like no roller, no skateboarding in the restaurant. Like that sign's only there right. because somebody's done it before. In South Carolina, you can only beat your wife on a court ha- courthouse steps on Sunday morning. Well, yeah, that's why we go to Columbia every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad we're not married yet. We're also going to a place where it's the only state seal in the United States that was designed by a woman. Boo. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to give you one more hint because those were just impossible. Those were hard. I'm going to give you. I I do have a (laughs) guess, but I've got something in my mind. What's it start with? No, I'm going to let you keep going. Okay. This is your last hint. Do I get a hint? No, you don't get get a guess. Only Nicole. You get to steal. For our third place Geography Beaver winner. I'm going to say one word, and you tell me the first state that comes to your mind. <laughs> okay. Similar to, what was it, the hills have eyes? Yeah. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Well, it's like two words. Well, it's like a, two words and a hyphen. French fried potatoes. Idaho. Idaho. There you go. Very good. Idaho um, is two-thirds of our supplier of... Potatoes, yeah. all the McDonald's, all usually, the five guys. Yeah, five guys when they put like Chick-fil-A. their today's potatoes came um, from. They really usually I don't McDonald's french fries right now. Oh, but me too. What the they, fuck? Sorry, I've been sorry. so been good so lately. Good. Yeah. You've uh, lost eight pounds. <gasps> eight pounds. Good job, John. Yeah. I've, I've lost, also lost eight pounds. Oh, good job, Nicole. Well, I've lost four I got pounds. My, I got nice. my balls snipped off. So that was about four pounds right there. Oh, that's a lot of weight to be carrying. Yeah. There. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? I just bought you some ball wash products. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, fuck. Um, uh, <laughs> I guess wait, I'm wait, in a pickle. Wait, 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 wait. You said there was a two-part... Was the answer two-part or was the... French fry, I think, is what he was going with, which is not a hyphenated word. Yes, it is. French fry is hyphenated. No, it's, it's supposed it's not. to be because... It's not. It is because it's a fry and a French <laughs> describes it. Okay, so tonight we're going to Pocatello, Idaho... And it's a very interesting town. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It sounds just like his name. Um, I'm on TripAdvisor now, and if you go to uh, Pocatello, Idaho, be sure to go by the number one spot of things to do. Is it a potato farm? This is from the 15 best things to do in Pocatello, Idaho. You see, number one is the Museum of Clean. <laughs> oh, there's like brooms. It's like a broom. Maybe, museum. I wonder if they'll tell the history <laughs> of like sweeping and then a progress from brooms to sweepers to Roombas. <laughs> it's oh like my a, God! Yes, Consuela's in there. It's a museum of brooms. <gasps> okay, okay. Quick question. Let's see some of the photos. I mean, of these bad sure. Boys. If we were driving through this town, would we go there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Clean, look at that statue. Oh, cool, yeah. Oh, that's not Mr. Clean. He's not bald. Uh, and that, he's not, yeah, he doesn't have a six that's, pack. That's Ron. His name is Ron. Fucking Ron? That Are might you serious? Gosh. 
Whatever, Ron. <laughs> Get the fuck think, out of here, Ron. I think, he's, I think he's a janitor. What do you think they used to clean the museum with? Wait, <laughs> white gloves? The literally, broom, oh, wait, go back. Go back like three. Go, no, 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 go, go back like three. The Literally, Look the at sign. This guy. Oh, he looks like Mr. Clean's brother. He, look, he looks like he belongs in a museum of brooms. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm Holy not making shit. Oh, look at all these vacuum those. Oh, vacuums. Oh, this look at those shoes. This is so weird. All right, so the sign that you, that you went by a couple of slides ago was literally white gloves. <laughs> look at this guy. All right, anyway, that's the things to do if no, you... No, wait, what's number two? If you hate your life. <laughs> no, I actually really want to go to this museum all right, now. if you've done everything else in the world... <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fucking last thing to do. No, no, no. I would do that before. But that's a the number one attraction in Poticello. Where like, we're I going think tonight. I would go to that museum before I ran a marathon. All right, this girl right here is Cassie Joe Stoddard. And where, you know, where can I find these pictures at? I mean, I'm listening to this episode right now. Go to talkmurder.com. Yeah, talkmurder.com, bitches.com. Talkmurderbitches.com. Mm-hmm. All right, this is, is that Cassie. available? This is Cassie Joe Stoddart. I'm going to just show you some pictures of her. There's another one. So how old is she? 19. 16. Very good, Nicole. She's 16. They're starting oh. high school. And here's one Is more. this in the um, early 2000s? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, go ahead and describe her for us, if you will. Um, Eyeliner. Yeah, yeah, like kind of emo-ish face, um, long brown hair, studded belt, thin eyebrows, puka shell uh, necklace, middle finger picture in chemistry class. All right, we're going to September 22nd, 2006, people. All right, this is Cassie Jo Stoddard. Go to talkmore.com. Um, I'm going to uh, read some of what the brother had said in a recent interview, obviously she's deceased. So this is the the one and only victim of tonight's story. But this is from the Idaho Journal, the IdahoStateJournal.com. And it, the headline is, Remembering Cassie Joe, Brother Opens Up on 10th Anniversary of Grizzly Murder. So he says a little bit about his sister, quote, When we were younger, we were raised by our grandparents quite a bit. Cassie was always the headstrong one out of our siblings. She was the only one I always looked up to, even though she wasn't the oldest one. And he continues by saying this. If you want to read this, Nicole. Me and her were always into the same stuff and going to the same places, he said. We did everything together, even though we would argue and stuff, just like any other sibling. I just miss having my sister right there, a grade above me. I felt like I was always a step behind her, looking up to her. She was really a role model. She was really smart, doing good, and had a lot going for her. She was also very artistic as well. Quote, our mom actually has some of her drawings hung up on the wall. She had all of her favorite artists hanging up in the room, too. Mm-hmm. Now, she's 16 at the time of the murder. She she is the victim here. She gets murdered. So that's her. Go talk to to see. She's 16 years old. She's got all A's. I believe she wanted to go to law school. I did see somewhere where um, she did want to attend law school. And she makes... You know, excellent grades, straight A's all across the board. She's a very hard worker. And she was actually in the process of buying her own car. So in order to do that, okay, tell me when this doesn't sound like the movie Scream, okay? Okay. When I tell you this story. 
in order to do that, she needs to make some of her own cash. And she does that by... Babysitting? <laughs> close. House sitting. Oh. Was Scream? Scream wasn't a babysitting. It was I house could, sitting. I can't remember. Yeah, there was no baby there. House sitting. Now, she was very motivated and driven, and she decided to not only earn money, but also show her parents that she was responsible enough, you know, as a 16-year-old. Yeah, independent, yeah. Independent, because she was getting some perks I'll tell you about in a minute. But she was house-sitting for her uncle on the weekends, her aunt and uncle. Now, it's a 15-minute drive from um, her home, and this is it right here. You see it's kind of remote in the woods, very nice driveway, you know? Yeah, it it's looks a very like nice it's a, home. It looks like you're driving into a, a mansion or a, a huge yeah. lake house or something. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very very large. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now, there is huge. there's uh, a lot of problems in selling this property. I've seen well, a now. lot of I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of articles where the uh, they can't sell it. Why? How much is it? Is oh, it's it a worth- murder house. Mm, yeah. Ooh, deal breaker. But anyway. Now, about 5.30 p.m., she arrives there. Now, this is a Friday. So her whole weekend is going to be at this house, house sitting. They don't right. even have a dog or a baby or anything, just staying at the house. They're paying her to do that. You know, most people would just turn the lights off. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. The house sitting. I just never heard of this before. How do I get this job? Anyway, now, cell phones... And you guys weren't born yet, but cell phones didn't actually work out there because it's so remote, so far up. And Wait a minute, so... we weren't born. This is 2006. <laughs> we were in high we school, were... bro. 16. Well, all right, smartphones didn't like... exist. But they did have those flip phones, the Razor, motor, raiders, motor Razors. In 2006, <laughs> I had a uh, Nextel walkie-talkie telephone. That's what I had. It was the bomb. I have that shit in 2020. The house we're going to is on Whispering Cliffs, so you can tell it's kind of fancy. About 5.30 p.m. she arrives there. It is a Friday. Now, her mom drops her off, so she looks around, and she's kind of freaked out already because she's, like, I, I read somewhere where she's really afraid of the dark, stuff like that. Like, she's already kind of freaking out, okay? Someone knocks on door. Damn, I wish y'all have saw that movie. This is the exact plot of the Scream. <laughs> I've seen it. It's just been a really long time. Okay. I haven't, but, you know, surprise me. This is literally the exact plot. She's scared. Someone knocks on the door. Oh, no. Okay, she goes That's, to the door. That sounds like me a couple years ago when I first moved in and the exterminators came. Oh, and yeah. I, I didn't know. Who are these people? I was like, I it was. I had to call them and, and be like, are we expecting exterminators? Because exterminators just don't, like, show up back in Massachusetts. I mean. They were there today, actually. Yeah, they had to do oh, their termiting inspection. Oh, really? mm. They come every quarter. Well. At that time, I didn't know, so I literally was afraid to answer the door. And I was like, are we expecting anybody? All right. So she goes to the door. (gasps) She opens it up. (gasps) And there's Matthew Beckham, the boyfriend. This is the exact plot of Scream. But now, so what's different from the the movie is, like, her mom knew that the boyfriend was coming over. They really trusted the boyfriend and all this stuff. They're about the same age. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So they were going to spend all day together. Which was fine with both their moms, but not spending the night, right? Right. Because, I mean, they're still 16. They're hanging out 
all this stuff. Now at 8.30 p.m., there's another knock on the door. They're watching a movie, eating some popcorn, not having premarital sex. You right. Know. No, never. Everything is chased. <laughs> it's a PG-13 movie. What? Oh, PG-13 now doesn't mean anything. Like, this is... P- PG-13 is pretty much full frontal today. No. Back into the 2000s, it might not have been. We watched was- the weirdest <laughs> fucking movie last night. Oh, yeah, what Cam. Was it? was it called The State of the Union no, Address? No, it's called Cam. No. Cam. It Kate was about, Art. like, this girl who does, like, video, like... It's pretty good. It was good, but there was like a lot of naked girls in there, and I was like, what "Yeah, like I said, it was good." Uh huh. But I started to watch a movie with um, Melissa McCarthy called "Can You Ever Forgive Me." It's pretty good so far. It's a drama though, which is an unfamiliar role for her. All right, at eight thirty p.m., a guy named Brian Draper and Tori Adamcheck. Now, Tory T O R E Y is is a guy. Adam oh, okay. Check is actually A D A M C I K. It's okay. like the H is silent or something. There's no H. Yeah, there's no H. Anyway, they come over there now. Both of these guys are avid movie gurus or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you see a lot of movies, you're like a movie fan. Yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they they start watching this. Um they're actually watching uh one of the Kill Bill movies. Oh, I all love together. Kill Bill. So these two boys that come over are, are friends with Matthew Beckham. And actually they're all friends. Because they're they're all in like this close clique, right? So yeah. they're all good friends. But Matt actually told them to come over and he kind of promised them that there'd be a big party. Uh-huh. Okay. And then they got there. There was no party. So it was basically basically just these two other boys being uh, third wheel. Three boys. Oh, three I know boys. what it's supposed to be the third a big, wheel. A big sausage fest here. Right. Yeah. Well, I have a confession to make. What? What? You like sausage? I threw a party when I was in, uh, when my parents weren't home once. Really? Did I anyone did. show up? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, continue. Oh no, I'm done. <laughs> Are you really mad? That was a joke. Go ahead. What what happened at the party? How many people did you have? 20? 30? 6? Which is a large turnout for me, okay? <laughs> Including you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we just move on. All right. <laughs> 6? <laughs> Okay. All right. So, see, babe, <laughs> you thought you were being funny, but it turns out it was mean. Why <laughs> she's laughing too? <laughs> hey, to be fair, I never had a house party, nor did I ever go to a house party when I was in high school. I have one. I never went. Oh, to nobody one wants to fucking hear about you and you know, There was probably I don't know seventy five people there, <laughs> but you okay. know I was really popular. I was not. <laughs> 
just kidding. I went to an all-girls school, so it didn't matter. So did I. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, fuck, let's move on. You guys are... You guys are slow in this process. All right. Oh, we are. So they come over. They all start watching Kill Bill. Now, these two boys, they're 16, you know, and they're like movie connoisseurs, you know, if you can be a movie connoisseur at 16. They're like, you know what? This horror movie sucks. You can be a big fan. I like Kill Bill. This movie sucks. Kill Bill is great. I know. It's a great movie. But they were like, this movie sucks. We should go see a horror movie. I like horror movies. So there was a movie called The Pulse, which I haven't seen. It probably just is amazing. Probably blows. <laughs> it's probably amazing. And that was playing about 10 o'clock at, at the local theater, and they were going to go see that. So they leave about 9.30, and now Matt Beckham and Cassie Joe are alone on the couch. They're, they're making out and dry humping, yes. Dry humping. <laughs> now, so... Around 9.30, those two boys leave, and then they're, as Nicole said, dry humping on the couch. Okay. Like in that movie, the teacher, the, what was that teacher movie? Bad Teacher. Yeah, With yeah, Justin yeah. Timberlake and yeah. Cameron Diaz, yeah. Now, just like the movie Scream, literally the exact movie plot. Approximately 15 minutes after Adam, Chick, Dra- and Draper departed, the power at Whispering Cliff's residence went out. Ooh, at the time, Beckham called his mother to ask for permission to stay the night. However, permission was denied. So I remember I told you how Cassie Joe was like scared of the dark. Sure. And I'm sure that she just wanted him to spend the night anyway. Sure. You I'm know, scared. Yeah, exactly. But Cuddle with me. So, But now the power goes out and cell phones don't work. And now she's really freaking out. Okay, the power just cuts. It was only for like a few minutes. But then he calls his mom. He's like, Mom, please, I want to spend the night. Because the power went out. She's scared. The power went out, yeah. And then mom's like, no, you're only 16. That could lead to premarital sex. Stuff like that. So he goes home. Then another strange occurrence happens. If you want to uh, go to talkmore.com to see the photo, this is uh, the windows above. This is you see these shards of glass. Sure. Mm-hmm. So this is in the basement. Ooh. And uh, it's basically a, a a door off the basement and the window broke. The glass shattered. And she heard it. It was loud. It was like... Psh. So now... Now just... I mean, Shit's literally, you could... getting real. You could literally watch the movie Scream. It's the exact same plot. But anyway. How long ago did Scream come out in comparison to this story? Uh few years i know it was definitely out but i think scream was like 1999 maybe yeah sounds about right oh so it was like almost it was definitely before 9 11 let's fast forward two days after that glass breaks okay what do you think happened we find a body at the trial the jury heard extensive forensic testimony documenting and analyzing stoddard's wounds the medical examiner, Dr. Steve Skomal, performed the autopsy on Stoddard on September 25, 2006. Dr. Skomal determined that, that the cause of Stoddard's death was stab wounds to the trunk. In all, Dr. Skomal documented 35 knife-related wounds on Stoddard's body, mm, 12 35. of which were potentially no, fatal. I said 30. Wait. 30 knife. 30 knife. 
30 knife knife, wounds. Oh, my God. 30 knife-related wounds on Soddard's body, 12 of which were potentially fatal. Mm. The state also had forensic pathologist Dr. Charles Garrison examine Soddard's body. Dr. Garrison testified, It's my opinion that there were at least two knives used, one of which was a nod-serrated blade, and one of which was a serrated blade. Do y'all know the difference? Yes. Yes. Okay, because I can pull out my big knife. We, We know. Please don't. In general, the majority of the potentially fatal wounds that Dr. Skamal listed were inflicted with the serrated blade. However, wound number one, which struck the right ventricle of Soddard's heart, was inflicted by a non-serrated blade, consistent with Dr. Garrison's testimony and was potentially fatal. Mm. We We know the phone was disconnected. But we don't know if there was actually a call that was made, like the movie. You know, do you like scary yeah. movies? Kind of because that's like the main plot of Scream. But this is her mm. on her autopsy. Now, the thing about this, these photos, and go to talkmer dot com to see these photos because uh, they're really hard to find. Actually, that's a two day old dead body. Oof. Okay, so they didn't. It's find not her freshly for two days. dead. Yeah, it's that's she's been dead. And this picture makes it more clear. You see how Ooh. it's. I mean, this, what you're looking at now is she's been dead for two days. You see kind of like, you know, skin's yellowing. Yeah, exactly. Yellowing. And it's like uh, blue blood's pulling up where because there's no circulation. You see like Mm -hmm. on her shoulder, it's pulling up there. It's kind of interesting. I mean, we've seen a lot of bodies on this fucking podcast. So now, like, I could definitely tell this two days old. I feel like a fucking mortician. You know, they make pretty good money. This is a more of a close up. You can you kinda see the tell bruising the, yeah, that Yeah, uh, you can kinda tell that the blade wasn't serrated there in that big cut. Yeah, that that's a huge cut. You see, um and I forgot what the term was. I know I, we did it on one podcast, but you see how the the blood is all pulled back here. Yep. It yes. looks like it's bruised. It's not bruised, it's just the blood pulls. That's because she was laying on her back. She was laying on that side. She's laying it's on that side. It's interesting that the yeah. blood is like still pooling outside, though. If it's two days, or is that how where yeah. she was found, or is this on the more on the? No, um, this is on the autopsy table. So yeah. look at how that blood is still coming out, though, wouldn't it? No, congeal? I think she was on her back. I'm pretty sure she was on her back. But that's look, why this. But there's puddles on the on the table. Like, wouldn't it congeal, or am I just not that's, understanding no, how blood works? No, that's what works? I was thinking too. I don't know. I mean. I have no idea. I it is it does look congealed actually, because that's like fresh blood. But this looks like it's thick, right but here. Yeah, but, but wouldn't, wouldn't it, it not, not pour out? out? Jinx. Well, that's been I, a long I don't time know because all right, if she's in one position the whole time and then you turn her body for the first time, maybe I don't know. I mean. In response to a subsequent question from the prosecutors as to whether wound number one was potentially fatal, Doctor Skamal answered in the affirmative. Dr. Garrison testified that at least two knives were used in the murder of Stoddard, one with a serrated blade and another with a non-serrated blade. Dr. Garrison based this conclusion on the fact that some of the wounds contained excorations and tears around their edges, which is consistent with the use of a knife with the serrated blades, while other wounds contained no such excorations or tears, which is consistent with the use of a knife with a non-serrated blade. All right, so obviously the boyfriend did it. Um. Well, well, your willingness to admit that right away makes me think maybe not. All right, so let me see. Well, who do y'all? What what happened here? She's dead. You saw her body. It was one she, of the friends who left. She was literally on the floor with thirty something stab wounds, two knives, one serrated, one not, and so one th- one came from the kitchen. 
No, none of them came from the kitchen, actually. Oh, oh okay, wow. Well, is it two different killers because they used two different But knives? in the movie Scream, I, if I, and I haven't seen this since literally 2001, but I believe that she goes into the kitchen and then sees the knife block that the knife is missing. I'm pretty sure. Mm. So I think in Scream, he used the kitchen knife, if I'm not mistaken. John Gansky, now he's the lieutenant from the Idaho State Police. He actually was a lead investigator on this case. He says, quote, We got a different feeling from Matt. Everything he said appeared to be truthful, but he lacked any emotion. We were really puzzled about why his girlfriend had just been murdered, and he wasn't really emotional about it. Okay, complete emotionless psychopath killer. Potentially. <laughs> yes, sir. The, one of the boys, Brian Draper, he was interviewed first. Now, the first interview was not recording. Keep that in mind. It's going to be very important because he's a minor, obviously. Now, he claims that after they left, they went to, quote, go through cars, which basically means still radios out of cars and stuff like that right what all 16 year old boys do anyway they were going through cars and then they went to see the pulse okay at the movie theater all right on tuesday september 26 so about four days after they interviewed him again now his parents weren't there for this one either that's convenient he tells them, you know, the the Pulse movie and everything, and they ask him, okay, what was it about? He actually couldn't tell them what it was about. Hmm. He couldn't tell who was acting in it, or he, he couldn't even tell them the plot line. Well, it sounds like it was a pretty fucking shitty movie, so maybe <laughs> that's that, or maybe he smoked some pot before he went to the movies. Yeah, but at least fucking look it up. But if there was no name, if it was like... Uh, a movie with no-name actors or something like that. Yeah, but you would remember it four days later. If uh, there was a no-name actor, I wouldn't You would completely forget everything about the movie. Okay, that's... <laughs> a well, it depends. Okay, so, like, but, like, what else do people use the movies as a guise for? Like, maybe he bought a ticket to the movie, and then he, like, made out with his friend's girlfriend at the that's movie theater. That's a really, really good point, Jen. Mm. That's an excellent point. You actually brought me to one of my points that I put on here. They actually could be lying about the movie because, as Jen said, they were doing other stuff like, you know, getting BJs uh, behind the high school or something. I mean, or I whatever. do work in education. I'm not <laughs> stupid. It wasn't born yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, because the ticket lady, who was also a student at that school and friends, not friends, but acquaintances with both the boys and Matt and Cassie said that they never came and bought tickets to the movie. Now, Vic Pearson, which was the prosecuting attorney, said, quote, both Matt and Tori are self-proclaimed movie addicts. And when asked somebody that holds themselves out to be a movie expert, they should be able to tell you what that movie's about unless they just didn't go see it. End quote. Okay, now let me show you Brian Draper. Now, this is the 16-year-old Brian Draper. And you know, this story, like, Draper, it always reminds me of Don Don Draper. Draper, Yeah, yeah. It's a great movie, or a great show. I'm still watching it. So good. That's Brian Draper. Go ahead and describe it. Wait, who is that? 
<laughs> Brian that was Draper. Brian yeah, Draper, yeah, yeah, like yeah. seven times. No, I know his. I, never mind. <laughs> she you means know who him? is he to the story? He's a friend of Matt's <clears throat> who, okay. who went over to the yeah. house but left early. And this oh, is. Oh, okay. He was one of the people who left early. Yeah, okay. that's the other guy. That's uh, Tori. T O R E Y. Adam Check. I think it was one of these two calling it. Uh, I don't what know. do you think, Jen? The white kid looks pretty guilty. They're both white. <laughs> what the fuck are you that talking about? That guy's Latino. No, he's not Latino. Oh, please delete this then. <laughs> I'm leaving it. No, please <laughs> put it in the bloopers he, if anything could be. Done. Um, I don't know, Italian. Like, uh, he's very he kind of looks. Um, I don't know. I don't Maybe know. He's por- what's his last name? Draper. Oh, yeah, I don't that's know. What, maybe his last name's giving it away. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe his mom is Latino. Yeah, maybe. All right. So, also, what is Tori short for? That's like his in girls, name. Torrance, maybe. Oh, in girl, oh, maybe Torrance. In girls, it's like usually Victoria. I don't know. Okay. Let, all right. Let's get on with it. Now, I've not heard it for uh, for a male. Brian Draper, this guy, he shows up to the polygraph test, and this is every detective's dream. Right here from what I figured out. At Huntington, we've been asking ourselves, can we make saving money any easier? And we think we've solved it. Introducing Money Scout. It analyzes your spending habits, income, and expenses to find money not being used in your checking account, then pushes it to savings automatically. Why would a bank do that? Just to help people thrive. That's how we reinvent banking. Huntington, welcome. Subject to eligibility, terms, conditions, and account agreements. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash MoneyScout. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. He shows up to the polygraph test crying. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) It's like, I'm so sorry. A very like, stressful uh, time for him, John. I have sympathy. But no, he's. But it's just like the detective's like, uh, is there something you want to tell me here? <laughs> you know? We can just skip this whole polygraph part and yeah. go straight to confession, dude. Maybe he was just sad. All right. So here's what he said. Um, he they said they went raped. back at, after they left. Him and Tori went back. Because he actually unlocked the basement door, which you'll hear him say in a second, because I got an interview of him now in prison. He said, this is all a prank. It was a prank. It's that always been a prank. And it just went bad. They were turning uh, off, They were turning off the lights on and off, all this stuff. Well, you know how they say you don't bring a knife to a gunfight? You don't bring a knife to a prank either. Like, All right, go ahead and read this person that's not drunk. Nah. 
Draper initially repeated that Adamchik was the only person who stabbed Stoddart. After one of the officers asked whether Draper stabbed Stoddart to keep Adamchik from turning on him, Draper nodded. Draper then admitted to stabbing Stoddard four times in the legs and chest. Draper said that Adamchik had told him, You need to stab her. You need to stab her. After stabbing Stoddard in the leg, Draper stated that Adamchik told him, It's not going to work. She has to die. Shortly after, at about 13 minutes into the interview, Draper asked if he could see his parents and the officers and did the interview. All right. So basically, um, Draper's like, Oh, Tori did it. He, you know, it was supposed to be a prank. And then he rose his arm and I saw him stabbing. I was like, oh, my God. And then he said, quote, I have to do it. I have to kill her. Tori was screaming that. And then he says that he tells me that I have to come and finish her because, you know, I'm also a part of this. So I have to come do my part, and that's what. And ba- here's here's the thing: both boys said the exact same story about each other. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyway, all right. So he finally did confess, as you just read, and he said there was some evidence that was buried. If you want to go ahead and read Ooh. this, Nicole. Now this was buried just uh, in the dirt at at one of the properties there, and. Um, the cops went out there and uncovered it, and this is what they found. Stick it- matches, a pair of black boots, a pair of rubber gloves, a pair of Athletics Works brand fingerless gloves, a, p- a melted-down hydrogen peroxide bottle, a multicolored mask, a large dagger-type knife with a sheath, a silver and black-handled knife with a signature of Sloan written on the inside, a small dagger-type of knife with a sheath, a black-handled serrated folding knife, Later, DNA testing revealed that Soddard's blood was present on this knife, a partly burned piece of paper with writing and pencil, a red and white mask. Later, DNA testing revealed a partial DNA profile of Adamchik on the mask, a single black glove. Later, DNA testing revealed a partial DNA profile from an unknown male, a pair of partially burned black Puma brand gloves. Later, DNA testing revealed that Soddard's blood had soaked into these gloves. A blue plastic garbage bag, a partially burned black long-sleeve Hagger brand dress shirt, a Calvin Klein black dress shirt. Later, DNA testing revealed that Soddard's blood was present on the cuff shirt, shirt cuff, a gray and white sock, a small piece of black cord. All right. So let me show you the evidence right quick. I'm just going to run through it. Um, there's one website you can go to, and I can't remember the name of it, that you can see oh. all these photos. Oh, 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 is it? Um, Oh, shit. I forgot. Um, <laughs> is it? Is it our website, talkmurder.com? There you go. Oh. So here's your gloves. Here's the one of the knives. You see there's a little blood on it. I don't know if you see that. That's you like see a sword. This knife is the non-serrated knife. You see the blood on it? Mm-hmm. There's another knife. There was four knives in total. Mm. Now, these are the mask. So just like the movie Scream, this one uh, is uh, like a white mask. It's got the blood coming down the eyes. And this is like a mask with the eyes. It's hard to see. That mask above that one looks like the kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiss. Yeah. They also found this. Nicole, if you want to read that. A Sony videotape, this videotape that was later repaired and straightened in order to make a playable and transcribed as above. 
Y'all not want to see the fucking videos of this shit? What I the fuck? It. What are you? What, what I'm are you waiting, waiting on y'all to be like, oh my god, they found a videotape. Whoa, Holy, Holy shit! <laughs> what the fuck? You guys, I'm recovering from that vodka oh, shot. I don't do god vodka, damn, man. man. That- they recorded everything. What idiots? Well, I don't think they recorded the murder. I've been trying to find it everywhere. I know they did, but I'm guaranteeing it's locked. The you fuck know, up. Unlo- if I'm glad that. You can say that in the context of our podcast, because if you were just looking on the dark web for. I know, do all the time. How do you how does one get to the dark web? It's easy. You got to get a tour browser. I don't know what that means. All right. So go talk com to see these videos. Like I'm trying to get some all tickets right. to Jimmy Buffett. Like, do you think they have cheap ones on the dark web? Jen, can we do this? That is not what the dark web is for. Yeah, Jen. <laughs> what the fuck? Dark web is for. You know, ordering methamphetamine and having it shipped to two. Babe! Hello, Cassie. <laughs> I'm getting you on tape, okay? Say hi, please. That's, okay. that's his victim. They actually filmed... Now, they were avid uh, filmmakers and film buffs, if, as I said. So they actually kind of filmed the day follow, or up to the murder. It seems more like a documentary than anything. It was kind of weird. He's supposed to be in here at 7.30, and it's 8.19. He's an hour late. You don't even care, do you? (laughs) So these guys are obviously both in prison still, and actually, Brian, there's a good documentary that I'll embed on the uh, talkmore.com, but uh, he actually met Tori about six weeks before this happened. Now, this is him now. Tori Adamchik in sophomore year he started talking about the movie scream how ah, it'd be cool it to actually do a scream type crime hmm. and i was like oh, okay he's like have you ever you know thought about that i mean i've thought about other things like uh, you know call him uh, and he really wasn't into that and i was like well, I could either be alone or I could uh, join his plan and uh, be with him and, and, you know, not be alone. Wait, hold up. Can you pause that for he a second? He said he thought about Columbine. And he said, or I could join his plan and not be alone. So he was thinking about shooting up his school. Like, that's 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 not okay, bro. Like- okay, now I'm going to get into this. But Columbine is actually, and it's still a um, subculture, 99% of people think, you know, know that Columbine was a tragedy. They know 9-11 was a tragedy. But there's a subculture of people that want to be like that, like those bowl heads from the Dylan Roof episode that want to be like him, you know? There's, so so these he, are those people. It's a subculture. So that, even though... They, they were uh, inspiring yeah. to be Columbine shooters. You, so they wanted to uh, shoot up their school? At, or at no, least this guy did, and he instead settled for murdering one girl? <laughs> I, I'm gonna get to that, but um, okay. here, this is uh, since we are already on that now. Since you guys caught that, I'm gonna play this. This is um, how he says, "quote Um, I got really into Columbine. I I almost felt sympathetic for this for that kid up until, until he said, Just "I thought watch. about Columbine." High school is a very hard time. Mm-hmm. I had no idea who I was. I had no idea where I fit in among my peers. Same, bro. I thought that I was a nobody at my high school. And I I wanted to be known. 
And so I tried all these different identities and I couldn't, uh, you, know, you know, find an identity that I could uh, not be pushed out of, I guess. So I got into Columbine. We saw these two kids, they were, they were white and they shared and All right, so you guys know Columbine, obviously. You know what's? Rough? I want to do that story really bad. You know what's rough about Columbine? Maybe. Well, should I save this for your Columbine episode? No, there's, there's. But say if I do a Columbine story, I want to read. And I already have the book by Dylan Kybald, I believe is his name. His mother wrote a book called The Reckoning, I believe, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be really, really good. You should also and read. She said yes. I don't like rom coms. It's not a rom-com. It's about a girl who was killed because she <laughs> said she believed in God. September 22nd, 2006. We're skipping our fourth hour. It says two, uh, September twenty-second, two 2006. We're skipping our fourth hour. They're you should in be class. in class, young men. He says, we're making a plan right now. And the other one says, I'm making a death list right now. What? I'm sorry, Cassie's family, but she had to be the one. What the fuck is wrong with these people? We have to take the plan. And she's perfect, so she's gonna die. <laughs> we have to stick to the plan. She's perfect, so she's gonna die. I'm so angry right now. I don't even know how long it's been since I've been like actually angered. Look at, at him smiling. Those, those yeah, and fucking I, it's, pricks, I can't. If they were in my school, I would yell at them so hard. You now, know, this is their friend. Cassie's yeah. their yeah, friend. Yeah, that's not okay. I yell at like, the you students for the first time They're in the same the group. They're in the same clique. Man, they... Oh, that's I'm, fucked up. I'm so disgusted right now. Yeah, go to uh, talkmore.com to see that. It's crazy. The, he, this guy does not look like he's aged a bit, except he has yeah. like a, a butch haircut. Are those there her should parents? be no odds against killing people. I know it's a wrong thing, but hell, 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 you restrict somebody from it, they're gonna want it more. We found our victim, and sad maybe she's our friend. But you know what? We all have to make sacrifices. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Is going to be Cassie's daughter. She's gonna be alone in a big dark house out in the middle of nowhere. Life is not wow. a game. Life is not a fucking game. Oh my god, fact, I'm so the, angry right the now. The fact that they put this on video. Yeah, like, they're wow. idiots. Why would you do this? Oh, I'm so angry right now. For the record, Jen is really angry. <laughs> I am too. It's I'm just sorry for it's, all the swearing. It's, I'm just so it's mad. Pathetic. Like, what is wrong with these people? Like, I, I don't. <sighs> Man, I don't know. I haven't been this angry in a long time. I'm angry because I don't have any more drink. I was actually the individual who snuck downstairs and locked the basement door. And <laughs> it's that one choice where I was j- just kind of going along with it. I really didn't stop and say, why am I doing this? I just did it. And that one thing that I did, uh, you know, started this whole thing. And that's something that is hard to deal with. Um, because 
All I had to do was just not do that. And this may have never happened. So that's Brian that you just heard. Now, if you watch this interview between him and the other guy, the other guy does not seem as remorseful. Not only does not seem as remorseful, he he's still blaming Brian for this whole thing. And I'm not going to play the interview. You can go watch it. But this guy, Brian, I actually do feel remorseful for him because he actually legitimately looks like he knows, you know, he did a fucking horrible thing. I mean, I get that he feels that now, but I, he I still committed the act. I, I, and was exactly. still, he was still contemplating committing an even worse yeah. act. And we'll, and we'll talk about that. But I'm, I'm saying, but... I do believe in my heart that he is remorseful because you can tell I watched this video multiple times of his interviews and he actually feels like he's a monster, you know, like he did something just despicable. The other guy, he's still blaming. He's still in the blaming phase. Like this was his fault. Like, you know, and his parents are all like he should be out of prison. Like his mom wrote a book about how we should be out of prison. Hmm. I'm like, dude, your your mom's a bitch. How about that? You know, if I had enough time in my life to write a book... I was like, I'm not going to fucking read this book. I would never fucking read this book. I don't even your, know... Your son should be out of prison for doing this? Like, are you fucking high? I don't even know what I would write about if I had enough time to write a book. She wasn't screaming, but in my head I could hear that. And I know she, she screamed before it happened to her. And, uh... Uh, but in my memories I have, she, she's screaming. So, I mean, just a fucking mess, right? That's really sad. And I do feel like he, I, I, I get the sense that he is remorseful now, at least he is, but it doesn't, it doesn't change the, well, one more video. what he did. One more video and then we'll talk about the sentencing. This is after they killed her. I just killed Cassie. We just left her house. Uh, this is not a fucking joke. I'm I stabbed her in the throat and I saw and her life was my god. Just I disappeared. Dude, oh I just killed god. Cassie. What the fuck? Oh, oh, fuck. That felt like it wasn't real. I mean, it went by so Shut fast. Shut the fuck up. We gotta get our act straight. Okay. Interesting, because he seems like the ma- almost like the mastermind in this yeah, video. Yeah, so, quote... Dude, I just killed Cassie. That's what the video said. So it's like they they just the video you're watching now is them leaving the home of the murder. Okay, they murdered her. They didn't plan to bury her body. They they didn't plan to dispose it. They murdered her right there on the carpet, right there, stabbed her to death, left her, did no preparation with cleaning fingerprints or anything, and then they're plan was to go buy movie tickets for an alibi again this is the video of them saying dude quote dude i just killed cassie like it's almost not real you know what i'm saying like it's fucking video it's kind of it's kind of like when we say things on this podcast that get added to the bloopers because we think they're really funny but then we listen you listen back and like that was really dumb but like also, it's worse because they actually murdered somebody. Like, I can't. Why would you? Why? 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 I'm because glad it, that they did so they can get put in right, fucking yeah, jail. Yeah, no, I'm glad that the right people All will right, get justice. Well, let's go ahead and talk about time, that. Well, let's go ahead and talk an about idiot. that. There's 38 states right now that permit life in prison without parole 
for juveniles. Now, remember the DC sniper oh, case? Yes. The DC sniper case, I actually went back and looked it up. Right. I was correct. There is no state in uh, Amer- the United States that permits the death penalty for anyone under 18. I don't care if it's your 17 days and 364. 364. Like, it doesn't matter. If you're under 18 by a minute, you don't get the death penalty. Good. I mean, but but, but now, now we're looking at something else. We're looking at 38 states that permit life in prison for minors. Now, th- and Idaho this is, is one of them. Th- Idaho is one of them. This is a very touchy for a, subject because. For a second, I forgot we weren't in Canada, but okay. Because, Jen, I mean, you know, True that. as a uh, educational. Well, as, an educator, mine. as an educator whatever your job well, is i mean i'm a counselor i'm not really an educator okay. i don't really educate no, you're, bragging. you're molding minds let's stop bragging i'm not bragging. whatever I'm you do jen you understand that at 16 your brain is not fully developed i know when my Correct. brain at 16 was completely different now your brain is actually not fully formed until you age 25 there you mm-hmm. go jen so why is this guy in prison for life why are both so these kids I'm really in prison for life? young in compare why are know, both of these the prison why are both of these kids rotting in prison for life jen because beca- because they because made... their brains weren't fully developed as no. you just said no but you 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 form an idea of what's right versus what's wrong. But they're very impressionable. They believed in Columbine. You think the guy you just saw interviewing right now, the Brian, the, the one that was one of the stabbers, you think he's like, oh, my God, I want to be Columbine so bad right now at the age of, what, 30? No. No, I didn't say that. But, I mean... Were either of them getting help? Were they seeking, like... They're 16. Jen, the help they're getting is in marijuana, dime bags of marijuana, some of their daddy's porno tapes. But it tapes. doesn't have to be that way. But it is for a lot of people. You gotta understand, the, the, the question I want to ask tonight is, because I, I'm really on a knife's edge about this, I'm on the fence about this, should a person... That is under 18, a 16-year-old or younger that has a undeveloped mind. Because I know when I was 16, I was fucking vandalizing shit. I was smoking all kinds of drugs. I was doing all kinds of shit. You things around. Exactly. But should someone of 16 that committed this horrible act be in prison yeah. for life? Like, that's their one chance and they're done. Because remember the Shannon Share, the I'm witchcraft a, I case? I was just going to go there. And I, I think that's fucking wrong if I, they were released. I, 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 actually, I actually do not agree, respectfully. No. I, I believe that <sighs> she is... I believe that is a good thing that she's released. I don't. And I know, and that's, that's the point I want to make with this episode. That's the unique selling point, if you will. Should... A minor that committed this act because they're young, stupid, impressionable as fuck. They they saw the movie Scream and wanted to act it out. Basically, that's what they it also is. wanted to act out Columbine, which could have been many more. Guys, deaths listen. Than just this one. is what they did with the murder. Okay, they turned the lights on and off. They cut the power on and off, just like the movie Scream. Then they busted out the back window in the basement, trying to get her to come down. When she didn't, they went up there with mask and a knife. Does that sound familiar? It's the movie Scream. It's the movie. They're impressionable. They're very impressionable. They're 16 years old. I'm saying they did something very awful, but should they spend 100 years until they're dead in prison? How long do you think they should spend in jail? I think they should 
Honestly, I think they should be in jail till they're about 50. That's it. Because, I mean, when I was 16, I was completely different. Dude, I could have been charged with anything. Literally. I mean, I got away with so much shit. I was a complete shithead. Literally, complete fucking shithead. You know, just I know you completely were. defiant you still to are. the cops. But and I'm just going to say. I'm saying right now, like, I'm completely different. My brain is completely redone. And I'm glad that you're completely different. But I am of the belief that at 16 conse- though consequences 16. actions have consequences and but, a life but a of life murdering someone yeah no matter i, I don't care how old you are uh, uh, and i've heard jen say this too and i don't what know if she's gonna say something different a like, life when's... is a life and i'm sorry i don't care what the fuck kind of position you've been put in it, but you've still you've taken a life. All right, Jen. I want to hear what so you said. So life saying. in prison, I think, is valid. That's. I don't know if right. you can you can you can contribute to society in prison, but I do not want you out walking in society. Yeah, but you, I, I don't. I, I, don't. I can honestly see that these guys would never. I agree that that one guy. I mean, you at least have someone like the evil brothers that was I, what twenty five killing you. people and raping twelve uh, year old girls. I get that that one and dude. And he's out on out on parole, and then you have this guy that did it at sixteen, like a fucking dumbass. I, I know, and and I totally see that he is remorseful, and that he. I recognize that at the least other that guy, one not dude, so much. Yes, yeah. I at least recognize that the one dude ma- is remorseful and he knows he made a bad decision. But regardless, he made a he made a not just a bad decision. He made the worst fucking I know, decision but like, that he that's could make. One, no, at sixteen, it's permanent. There's, there's no. It is still a permanent decision that, that he made to take someone else's were, life. Right, so, and so sorry that you have to waste your life in fucking prison. It's my tax dollars that you're in fucking prison. But I'd rather you be in fucking prison than to walk free. So it's kind of similar to when I think about like an insanity plea versus a um, sane. Like it to me, it also still doesn't matter. Don't I, I like that person. Regardless of their mental state, their age, whatever, I don't think, no matter how remorseful they are today, they have the opportunity to be a free person. If you had the time to, and not just like in a 15-minute period, to be like, oh yeah, I think it's a good idea to kill Cassie. Like, you literally wrote this out, you planned it recorded it recorded it on video but they're 16 i understand I don't care. they're 16 i understand you know what right from wrong do you though you do yes yes you know you know but it, you, you but know it, but you, you don't understand the finality of your decision you know that's what that. i'm saying all right, all right everyone be quiet here's the thing <laughs> no, no 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 i'm fucking serious okay you know but if you care, that's something else. A life is a life, and that doesn't change how well you understand the true consequences of your I'm actions. I'm saying I don't think they should spend the entire lifetime in prison. That's a waste of, number one, our tax dollars. I think regardless, We're- it's a fucking waste. I, I mean, you're going yeah. to spend tax dollars to for the execution no, as well. No, I would not execute them either. I would... I would I mean, you would it let them sucks, go. but at 50 years old, like, they have killed someone at 16. Like, the family's over it. Everyone's over it. I don't think no the family ever over gets over it. it. I know they're not over it, but I'm saying, like, this guy, I don't believe, I don't, 
I think they're just fucking dumb. I think they're like the Shannon they Sherry are case. Dumb. I, I really believe and that I she, believe that she should have stayed in prison. I, I do not. That's my personal opinion. So I do. Hell, you restrict somebody from it, they're gonna want it. Hell, oh, you okay. So yeah, let's she make murder legal. Listen, yeah. she's our friend, but you know what? We all have to make sacrifices. Our first victim is only the Cassie daughter. She's gonna be alone and so they would have murdered her house out in the middle of nowhere. How perfect can you get? I, I mean, like, holy shit, dude. I'm horny just thinking about it. Ew, yeah. gross. I'm nine. Quote, I'm horny just thinking about it. Just thinking about it. And they would have murdered more people. Our now, first victim. I, the keywords there are our first victim is Cassie Stoddard. Did, did I, uh, I don't think you were in here, Nicole. I think you were away when Jim was reading. But they said that they were going to murder Matt to the boyfriend. I don't know if you saw no. that. You you didn't see that. They, their plan was to murder Matt. Here, I'll go back just for a second. It says... um. September 22nd, 2006, at 9.53.30 p.m. It is dark, and Draper, Ad- Draper and Adamchuk are sitting in a car. Draper, we're here in this car. The time is 9.50, September 22nd, 2006. Um, unfortunately, we have the grueling task of killing two friends. Two and, friends. And two they are friends. right in, in that house down the street. Adamchuk, we just talked to them. We were there for an hour, but... Draper, we checked out the whole house. We know there's lots of doors. There, There's lots of places to hide in. Um, I unlocked the back doors. It's all unlocked. But now we just need to wait until, um, yeah, we're really nervous right now. But, you know, we're ready. And in the note that you saw earlier, the, the burn-up note, it said, quote, uh, is home alone, stop out. Now it's burnt, so I can't read all of it. Uh, stop out. The house runs into Tori where murder Cassie is home alone. Brian chases her, kill her. If Cassie plus Matt come, uh, kill Matt. Quote, kill Matt. That's what the note says. So they were going to kill both. I stabbed her in the throat and I saw her lifeless body just disappear. Dude, I just killed Cassie. Dude, I just killed Cassie. Crazy. Brian is the one that killed her, but Tori no, 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 is the no. one that They both it? killed her. Remember the, those, those, uh, oh, I, I literally read you the autopsy. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I yeah. So okay. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, never mind. Never no, mind. It's, no, it's good. It's good. You mind. asked that, but let me go back right quick. And, um, I, I want to say about the knives. I mean, I know we have McDonald's in there that we're trying to eat, but, um, because I love my fans and I'm a forfeit the McDonald's right quick. To say that they actually bought four uh, different knives at a uh, a pawn shop to do this. So both of them were in the stabbings, 100%. Like, we all know that. Around August 31, 2006, now this is from the state versus, um, the state versus both of them. They were separate trials. So okay. state versus um, Adam, Adam Chick. And- Adam Chick in the state versus... Uh, Draper. Me, Draper, yeah. So around August 31st, 2006, Joe Lacero, he's an 18-year-old boy, gets a call from Tori Adamchek asking to buy some knives from him. They decide to both go to the local pawn shop. Now, now this guy, Joe Lacero, he's not involved in the murder whatsoever. He's just, you know, a friend that was like, yeah, I'll go ride with you to buy some knives. They go to the local pawn shop. Draper 
stopped at the ATM and he actually paid forty five. He got forty fifty dollars, forty five dollars out. Which forty? He got forty five dollars out of the ATM. What ATM were you at? Yeah, who gives five? F- <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like if I, I mean, if that existed, I would totally get up no like shit, five dollars every week, man. No shit. That's my problem is that you but can't... So the, the three dollar surcharge. Yeah. <laughs> he paid forty five dollars for knives, and then the other boy, um, Tory paid only five bucks. I'm sure he's broke. But anyway, you saw the knives earlier. So basically, what I'm saying is they're both completely in on it. They wanted to kill both individuals. Now let's talk about the sentencing right quick. Both tried as adults. There were two charges for both murder, first degree murder, and conspiracy to commit murder because, yep. you know, they found the videotapes. Right. Um, now, Draper had fixed life imprisonment for murder and a life sentence with 30 years fixed for the conspiracy charge. Okay, so fixed life for murder means you're going to stay in there until you're dead. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Draper does appeal to the court, to the judge, to... um. He actually put seven different issues, and I, I'm not really good at the legalese. I'm sorry. And plus, a lot of people just want to hear about murder. They don't care about lawyer shit. But um, basically, it was stuff like the police interview. They didn't have the parents there and stuff like that. He's a minor, stuff like that. So it's seven different issues he appealed, but the judge denied all of them, and they also denied the other boys' appeals, too. The defense brought up a couple issues. Number one, brain development. This is from the Idaho State Journal right here. This was a very interesting article about basically should minors be put in prison, Mm. you know, because of and they had a neuroscientist come and talk about, you know, as Jen said earlier, your brain doesn't actually get fully developed until you're 25 you know, I really want to know what you guys think. If you're listening out there, go to our Facebook page and, and you know, tell me if if you think I'm out of bounds by saying this. But, you know, do you believe that a minor 16, 17 or, you know, I've even seen cases of 13 year olds spending life in prison. You know, I mean, what's the age limit that you think they should spend life in prison? Because, we, you know, we got 38 states now that permit life in prison for juveniles, and, and no states permit death penalty. But, you know, do those do those other states have it right or wrong? I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, should... I don't know. Should... Um, so they both got life in they, prison. They both, yeah, they're both in prison for parole. life. Yeah, per, yeah, life in prison it's without done. parole. Yeah, I mean, they're in prison for life. I'm cool with it. You're cool with it. I'm not. And that's the, definitely the differences between society because a lot of people aren't cool with it. They're kids. They're dumbass kids. You know, they, they were impressionable. I, I don't think this guy is like reading every Columbine book, you know, wishing he could be um, there anymore. I think, I don't know. He's, I think right, he was. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He was. He was at 16. Yes. And I was fucking, you know it, what I was reading at yeah. 16? So, fucking would, so would you have Mad magazines and goddamn so porno would, mags. So would you have a different opinion, though, if he killed 13 people instead of one person? Um, That's a really good question. I haven't really thought about that, to be honest. Like if he did fulfill his Columbine dream. That's a good question. I haven't thought about that. Here's, I, here are my thoughts. I don't, I don't think society needs them to be let out. 
I mean, because that's one of those. Yeah, it's like the DC snipers, man. Like, come on, like you were a young, but dude, you can't get let out because like you committed a national tragedy. It doesn't, to an extent, it matters about the brain development. Yes, and what they truly understand is the finality and the consequence. However, there is still the justification and the understanding. That there is a life that was taken and diminished, and there is a fucking consequence for that, no matter how old you are when you commit that act. Even 10? Even 10. 10 years old, life in I prison. Don't, Holy I, honestly, fuck, guys. 10 years I, old. I, like, do a case. Do it, John. Dude, I was like, do fucking, a future John where there's a there's case where there's a young killers. kid. I would never And there's put him a in, kid killer. At 10 years old. Do it. Do it. Do it, fucking John! I dare you. And what make the me fuck? Think Life in prison for ten right years old. Right now, at sixteen, and they're thinking about making a Columbine type act where they're going to kill more than one. I person. I say they're fucking impressionable. They are thinking about killing even more than one person. You know why? Because the they, media they, fucking they blows still, them up, man. They still committed an act of murder, and I'm sorry. But I'm not sorry. So even at five they, years old, they'd be in fucking no, prison for life. five years old, they would not because they don't understand. They don't understand. Well, so when when is the fucking standard? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten? I don't, tell me. You tell know me what? a fucking I age. I don't know, but I, need a standard. I think the video that, that you showed is that them has, being fucking they're, teenagers. They're being teenagers, but they're planning. Meeting. They're thinking about killing other people. It does At, at some point, it almost doesn't fucking matter. Then, fucking, let's you, go on. Uh, it, I want to know what you guys think. Go to our Facebook page. There's can, a difference. You can email me at... Um, I'm not going to give you my email because I don't want to hear this shit. But anyway, this is the last thing we're talking about. You can contact me, Jen Paranormal Collins. investigators. Wow, this footage is incredible. And honestly, ghosts don't exist. I think it's all bullshit. I know Jen believes it. I know Jen gets touched by ghosts at night when we all go to bed. It but, happened. Uh, <laughs> it happened. It was at the haunted jail. It happened. It's like, uh, what's his name? Casper. No, uh, the fucking sexy dude touching, uh, doing what? the the clay molding. Oh, oh go, go, <laughs> Patrick Swayze. That's on Amazon Prime right Patrick now. Patrick Swayze comes in the gin's room every night and fucking no, fondles we're her. We're at the haunted jail, <laughs> and a cord touched my foot. It did. It happened. What is this? Place? Okay, so look at this shit. This is at the high school. This is Our a few years McDonald's. later. Now this is very. This honestly. I don't believe in this ghost shit because you know what? It's not real. It's not I do. in I the possibility in of physics. It is. And it's fucking ridiculous. There are multiple realms. <laughs> anyway, if I was going to believe in it, I'd probably believe in this video. Go to talkmore.com to see this. I want to get the hey. flickering. Cindy walks. Cindy walks. So the lights flicker on and off. That happens to my office every Just day. Just listen. Watch. Watch it's the gonna, hall right here. No, you see, you see the store? No, is where something No, you see the store? Did you see that? Did you see that? No. Did you see that? Yeah. You see that? Yeah. Did you see that, Jen? No. Jen, open your eyes. I saw it. All right, look, Jen. Look at this door. Okay. Look, do you see that going out? The lights flicker yeah. off. Okay, lights flicker off. And you didn't see it. All right, Jen, look. Really close. Don't blink. See it? I see you it. You see it, oh, Jen? Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, then the lights flicker off as soon as that thing goes out there. So there was like something, like it looked like a, it looked kind of like a, um, I don't know, like an a, apparition. A, I don't fucking know. It looked like a fakery to me. But anyway, apparently the school's haunted. And uh, if you read this article, this is from uh, Q13 Fox. 
and these two um ghost hunters self-proclaimed ghost hunters you know with uh no degrees in science or or probably anything else uh talk about how ghosts are real <laughs> Ghosts are fucking real, okay? <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, but anyway, if you, you want to go see that video because that's pretty uh, compelling. Now, these were security camera videos, and I, I watched the videos of them talking about it. Security cam, security cam videos are actually the hardest to fake. Um, number one, because this is at a school. Who the fuck is going to go in there and fuck with this? You know I what I'm saw, saying? I saw that. That yeah. Girl. So you saw it, mm-hmm. and uh, so basically the lights flicker off. And then the flicker back on, then you see this little orb or whatever the fuck. It was like a, more like um, an apparition. It's like a I don't know, like just a, like the, the an like, energy it's like a field. little fog or something. Yeah, yeah, like fog yeah, is coming yeah. in, and, and then, it's very obvious. Actually, yeah, it's very obvious. I, the, Go to talkmotor.com to see it. The video is one hundred percent real. It's not doctored, and if you definitely want to see a ghost, anyway, the reason I'm saying this is because. You know, Idaho is full of ghosts. I don't know if you guys... I, I did a little research on it. It's full I've of ghosts. I've never been but, to Idaho. But apparently this may be Cassie Joe. You know, maybe. I'm just saying it's a little stretch, but there is a ghost that was discovered after she died, and that was it. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you use. If you like this story, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're absolutely obsessed with this podcast and want to become our killer, go to talkmore.com slash join. Become a Talgo Supremo. Get a badass t-shirt, sticker, swag, a lot of love. Shout it out all over the place. Tell me what story you want me to do. I'll research it and dedicate it to you on the Talk Murder Me podcast. My name is Johnny, Virginia, and Nicole. Until next time, be kind. Please rewind. Buy anything from Apple. Hey, is that um? No. It's a I don't want to use fucking Wikibuy, idiot. Hit the button. Got fucking Amazon. You're not cool enough. Apparently not. So, um, were you the first one in your school to have one? Shut <laughs> up. Yes, I was. You had a problem with that? Well, okay. Well, you just whip out your penis, and then I'll let you take control. It's just like there's a fine line between like poking fun and being mean. Yes, John. Don't look at me. But How was I being mean? You were laughing. If I'm anything, you're about, an enabler. No, I was not talking about that. You're, I was talking about earlier. <laughs> With the like six, I people. Said, <laughs> six people. It was funny. <laughs> But because you had done too many dabs I know. beforehand without Jen being able to jab you, because you get too mad at Jen when she jabs you. Even though my jabs are usually pretty good. Okay, Jen, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, wait. No, when you bring a knife to a gunfight, you're at a disadvantage. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's pretty accurate. Uh, no, Jen. Don't be like, oh, I got to be no, mature because no, I'm like no, a teacher no. or whatever the hell you do. I'm a counselor. Thank you very much. And it's actually National School Counseling Week. Shot, 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 Everybody. I do want some fries, man. Babe. You've been doing so good. I know, but fuck, man. Some fries would be great. Jen, we should fucking fry it out. Yeah. We do have an air fryer. You just ruined the, the whole moment potatoes. here, Jen. Oh. You ruined the entire thing. I yeah, was like, fries, in- fries. <laughs> McDonald's. Maddie's believes nature is beautiful, majestic, serene. But human nature is inventive, intrepid, reckless. Nature says, look how many colors I can fit in a sunset. Human nature says, look how many hot wings I can fit in my mouth. But human nature needs nature. That's why there's Maddie's all natural acid and indigestion relief. 
a drug-free remedy for human nature. Available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, and Amazon. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7, online, or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.